Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 48 today and tonight we are covering Snowfall. We are on season one and covering episode three tonight titled Slow Hand. So I don't have too many church announcements tonight. I won't make this podcast too long for you guys. Um, Just follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice. Tune back in tomorrow because we will recap um, for tomorrow. I plan on dropping a few episodes this weekend. So I'll be uploading content all weekend. So dropping the content for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's pretty much it. You know, you follow me on my social media platform, Spotify, Alicia, Shanice as well. Um, all of my titles are Shanice Loves. And don't forget to tune back in tomorrow. We're going to do, um, episode four. Then, you know, we're going to do our Raising Canaan, um, Sunday. And that's pretty much it for tonight. I don't want to have you guys too long. So let's just go ahead and jump into the show. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, you guys. So remember, I was saying. When we did episode two, I said, oh, let me go watch episode three. I'm not a fan of it, but I got to, you know, go back over everything and take my notes. And I'm not lying when I say I'm addicted to Snowfall. (laughs) I've watched it over and over. I'm not lying. And episode three is one I always skip when I am just watching it over and over. But I have to go over everything again just to take notes to make sure I'm not missing anything for my recaps. Um, so this episode opens up where we see Franklin. He's been beat up really bad. He's, you know, getting up, his blood all over his body, all over his clothes. His face is all bloody and bruised. Um, he's limping and he makes his way back upstairs to the nightclub where Claudia is at. And, you know, he goes up to Claudia and he like, who were they? And she like, she got a little grin on her face. She already know what's up, you know? And she like, what happened to you? And he like, who were they? I seen you talking to them. So she kind of lets him know, like, if I was you, I'll watch my, watch my tone. And she ends up letting him know, like, you know, when you come in here stepping on people's toes with their customers, you know, you, 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 you got a slick tongue, but you don't know the game. You don't know the business. You don't know shit, basically, you know? So he ends up asking her, you know, who were they? And she lets him know it's Lenny and Ray Ray from Wester's tribe. So now he knows who robbed him. He knows what set they're from. He knows, he, he you know, South Central. He knows how to get to him now. So we go to the next scene and we see Teddy and Alejandro. They're doing a guns trade. And, you know, the guy pulls up. Teddy is not Logan. So Teddy is not going to go for, you know, Logan was less. Teddy is different. Logan was him and Alejandro. They were buddies. They were coke buddies. They were out partying, messing with all type of women together. Teddy is not trying to do any of that. He is all business. And they're bringing in these guns. And he's like, okay, cool. 
it's rocket launches and all kind of stuff. But when he looks, he's like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. This has U.S. serial numbers. Like Teddy is like, how he looks at it is this is a job and this is for to get everything done for the U.S., he wants to protect the U.S. at all costs. Mind you, what he's doing is fucked up. He knows what he's doing is messed up. And he hasn't even really got all the way in there, but he knows this is wrong. But in his mind on how they're portraying it in the show, this is all business to him. And he thinks he's doing it as the greater good because he's anti-communism. And remember, that's what all of this was about was anti-communism. And at the time, Reagan was the president and Reagan was he hated communism and he hated communist communist sympathizers. Um, so T Teddy is not having it. They end up buying the guns. But he's like, you know what? If we get them, then we're scraping off all of these damn serial numbers. Nothing can be tracked back to the U.S. And Alejandro is pissed. So we go into the next scene. And we see Pedro. He is having a temper tantrum about ants being in the house. And Pedro is a little punk and I knew he was a punk when I watched it the first time but when you go back and watch it you just realize what a big baby he is he is a little boy trying to play a grown man's game and they're trying to basically him Lucia and Gustavo are trying to come up with the fall guy mainly Lucia and Pedro because they know if Pedro fathers finds out that is their ass they're in trouble you know and Gustavo specifically says, you know, I'll do what I have to do, but I am not killing any families. And Pedro is like, well, you already killed someone before. Gustavo is stern. He says, I'm not killing any family. So, you know, they're going back and forth on who to take down in his father's camp. They're trying to go after the weakest link. So they pick someone. And it goes back into the next scene and we see Franklin, he goes to the projects and he goes to recruit Leon. Leon is his day one. And I'm going to tell you guys now, Leon is my favorite character all the way to the last episode of season four. He is still, he is one of my favorite characters. Um, but Leon is down when he, um, when he goes in there it reminds me of, remember that scene from House Party and Tisha Campbell, she went into, um, uh, I can't think of her name right now as much as I didn't watch that movie, but she went into her best friend's house. And remember how everybody was just packed up in that one little apartment? It just reminded me of that scene when he walked in and we see Leon, all his siblings and you know, we pay attention to Leon's mom, what she says, cause she like, you know, what happened? And he's like, oh, I fell at work. And Leon is like, no, I look like something else happened to you. And you see how Leon's face gets really serious about, about Franklin when he sees Franklin's face. He sees, you know, something happened to him. You see how serious his face turns. Leon is Franklin's day one. He doesn't play about Franklin. Um, and Leon's mom says, nah, he ain't like you. He, 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 he got his head on straight. Everybody think Franklin, all the adults thinking Franklin got his head on straight, all this. And, you know, Le Leon is, they walk outside and Franklin, you know, lets them know what's up. And they, you know, tells them got to go get, get back. You know what I'm saying? So we go into the next scene and we see Teddy. Once again, he is all about business. And 
Teddy is he ain't playing. He getting them serial number. He trying to get them serial numbers off of these guns. He um he is not playing. Alejandro is pissed because Alejandro is used to doing whatever he wants to do, and he like at the end of the day he's doing all type of stuff he's doing over here but he's a soldier and he wants to get everything back to his country because all of his people are in a jungle and they are low on equipment low on food low on this so they're running short and alejandro don't have time for all this shit that how strict teddy is but teddy gets an important phone call and that kind of pulls him away from alejandro and we see Franklin and Leon. They go straight to the gutter. They go and they get, they go and try to recruit some soldiers. It's a few guys there, but that's when we get introduced to Clavel. Clavel looks like he's much older than them. And, you know, the first they're asking, like, what you need help with? What you lose? What they got of yours? And Franklin, he's kind of jumpy at first and he like that's my business and they like nigga fuck you <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i felt him on that you coming over here asking for help but you don't want to let nobody know nothing but clavel jumps his happy butt up and you know they take off together and we see leon he took him over there so they all know little leon and then they go into the next scene and we see teddy he goes home and his girlfriend julia and his son is there and hell, they almost go straight in, <laughs> straight into it in front of little man. I'm like, uh, don't y'all know y'all son sitting there? But they're happy to see each other, and you know, we see that she knows a little bit about Teddy's operation. They work for the same, um, same system. They're both CIA. They're both CIA agents. Um she talks about how she learned about this mission he's on from their boss james and that's basically why she didn't ran down there to see him we see that she is not feeling it from the jump of what he's doing so we go into the next scene and we see clavel Le um, leon and franklin they're sitting in clavel's car and they're outside of Lenny's house. And they're like, how you know Lenny the one with the money? And he like, look, Ray Ray a bitch. Ray Ray ain't got the money. If y'all want the money, um, Lenny got the money. Trust me. So they run up in Lenny's house. They knock on the door. And at first, we kind of don't know what's about to happen. Because as soon as Lenny says something, Clavel pulled a gun out on Franklin. But when um, Lenny opens up the door, they bum rush in. They tie him up with an extension cord. And we see Lenny is still talking cash shit to Franklin, like mad disrespectful. So we go into the next scene and we see Gustavo. He goes to kill the fall guy. But Gustavo is not like just a natural born killer. You know, he already said he's not finna kill any families. He's sitting in his car. You can tell he keeps looking at a picture. It has like a cross on a picture. And it looks like that could have been maybe his mother. And he just gets up and he goes to handle business but when he gets there um he, first he sees the guy on the porch but he goes to the back window now when he goes to the back window he can see that the man is in a relationship with another man so he's gay and you know he could tell like they're cooking dinner for each other and that's his family so gustavo was like his rules is his rules he's not killing a anybody any innocent people any family so he leaves so when we go back to Lenny's house, we see Franklin is still trying to talk to Lenny. He he is being mad disrespectful, talking about your, 
just mad disrespectful. You know, basically Clavel get the whoop in his ass and he's getting beat up, but still talking junk. He's still doing a tough role. He even, you know, get beat up. Franklin tries to plead with him. Like, look, can you just tell us where the money is at? He spits in Franklin's face. Like I said, just mad disrespectful. We go into the next scene and we see Julia and Teddy and, and they have their son. They're on a cute little train ride and Julia is just not feeling this operation. She's telling them she doesn't agree with it. It has to be a better way. And, you know, that's good that they kind of showed that part because it shows the dynamics of what's later to come. But it does show that at least some people in the CIA hell knew it was wrong, right? <laughs> because this is this this a lot of this stuff happened. I mean, it's dramatized out, but this is a really big deal. And they're only showing glimpses and you know pieces of it right now, but we'll get into the more of it later. But from the start, they know what they're doing, and she's telling him like this is not a good idea. I don't. It's, it's it has to be another way to help people cut this off, and. I kind of want to get off. We'll get more into this when we cover the documentary. But one reason why it's crunch time now, and I think I mentioned this in episode one, is that they cut off their support. The U.S. went over there. They told these people they had to fight. They told them that they would help them and they would supply them. And out of nowhere, when it's time for war, they pulled back. So it is kind of like, we said we were going to help and now they're in the middle of this war. So now they're, they're trying to help them. But at whose dispense are you helping? You know, so it's really serious on what they're doing and how they more destroyed their own parts of, of, of the U.S. to do this. Um, we get into um, the next. Well, we, we stay at Julian M for a minute. And this is very important. We see that. This is important, and the reason why I say this because I think it's going to play more in season five. But we see something happened in the past to Teddy. Teddy was on a desk job, and everybody knows when you're in a CIA, DEA, whatever. Whenever you mess up really bad, you are chained to a desk. You you're off the field. No, no, no. You're sitting down and you're doing paperwork. That's always their number one threat, and that's where Teddy was at. Something that happened in his past in Tyron where, for number one, he's not stable in the mind. <laughs> and she's asking him, like, are you even up to this? You couldn't, whatever he couldn't do in Tyran, this is much worse. So I have a feeling that that's going to come out. And we'll talk about that when we get much later on in the series. But just pay attention that something happened to the, in the past at Tyron. So... Teddy goes and he calls Alejandro to check in and he tells Alejandro, like, I'm trying to handle something, but I will be back shortly. Alejandro is pissed because at the end of the day, he has to get these guns over to Nicaragua. And, you know, Teddy tells him he'll be there shortly. Now, I wouldn't trust to leave Alejandro there with them guns in the first place, but okay, Teddy, we're going to leave Alejandro in charge. So... We get back to Lenny's house and um, Franklin and Leon, they're still looking all over for the money. Lenny is still sitting there taunting them. Um, we see Ray Ray comes over and he knocks on the door. But after that, you know, Clavel gets irritated because he like, we've been sitting here all fucking day and he gets the beating the hell out of Lenny. 
just beating the hell out of him. And he ends up dragging him in the back of the room. We go into the next scene and we see Gustavo. He goes and tells Pedro and Lucia why he did not kill um, the fall guy. And he basically lets them know, you know, that he was in a relationship. And they kind of agree, okay, it's time to pick another guy. And they pick Enrique, one of the bodyguards, who is going to be a little more e um, harder for them to kill. He's not going to be an easy target like the other guy because the other guy, they picked an easy fall prey. This guy is a bodyguard. He's more street savvy. He can handle himself better. So Gustavo tells him, okay, I don't have a problem doing that. But you two, you're coming with me, as he should have told him. Because it's their fault that he's in all of this. It's all their fault. But, you know, they set him up from jump. You know, this was an inside job coming straight from their family. And we go into the next scene. And we see Franklin and Leon. Franklin is like, you know, he is going to kill this boy. And that's when they realize that Clavel is in there raping um, Lenny. This scene really bothered me, and this is the reason why I said um, I didn't want to watch it again this episode. Matter of fact, I think I skipped past this part, so I could be missing some more scenes if you guys watched it, because th this, this upset my stomach. And I'm um, a little off topic. Just give me four minutes of your time. Um, <clears throat> when I wasn't watching Snowfall, I, I, like I said, I'm all hip-hop out. I watch all hip-hop, I watch all interviews, I watch everything. <laughs> I'm straight into the media game. So I remember when this first came out, John Singleton was on Sway, Sway in the Morning, and he was doing an interview, and they were promoting the show. And one of the dudes called in there, and he said, you know, John, why you be on all this bullshit? You know, why, why you had to show that scene? And he was like, look, I had to show it because it's hard to shock black people, and, you know, this shit does happen. And he's right. It does happen. But it was still was very shocking to see. And when he filmed this, this was short after he released it, the Pac film. And for all, for a fun fact, because, you know, I'm a big Pac fan. One of the reasons John Singleton got fired from doing the Tupac movie was because, do you know, he tried to write, you know, rest in peace, John Singleton. I'm, I'm just, you know, speaking facts. This is out there. John Singleton is the GOAT, not disrespecting the dead, but I'm just putting it out there. One of the reasons he got fired and uh, L.T. Hutton had to take over and do the movie, it got brought to him. Because remember, L.T. Hutton did the Tupac movie. John Singleton was the first one to have it. But he wrote a rape scene in the uh, library when Pac was in prison. Mind you, Pac always denied that that ever happened to him. It's no proof that ever happened to him. Nobody have ever said said anything like that. That was just bullshit as Wendy Williams back in the 90s. And that was bullshit New York hating rappers who did that. And that's why Pac was so angry when he got out of prison and they thought he was just out being this crazy lunatic. No, they had put all those rumors out on him. And John was supposed to be Pac's friend. And when he did that movie, he wrote that scene in there. And that's when Afeni and them were not having it and he was fired from now john had a whole bunch of scenes in there that was just ridiculous so that that when he did that interview it reminded me of this was straight off of you know what he was trying to write in pox movie and i'm like what's up with you you know like it i didn't like this scene and you know granted lenny deserved to have his ass whooped 
but rape is cruel and brutal and it reminds me of a whole bunch of you know i get emotional because it reminds me of innocent black men innocent men period women too but i'm just saying like you know these young men who get locked up and these grown men who take advantage of them and these predators and this scene just really bothered me into my stomach i did not like it i understand it's realistic um the guy who comes in later and he plays uh oh god i'm getting off topic because i didn't got emotional but when i say i hate the scene i hate the scene like um he brutally raped this boy and you can like hear it coming from the back and that's when uh, leon tells him like no he, he giving it to him and that's when they realize what is in there happening to him so it reminded me of that movie. I want to say it's called Locked Up, but the dude, he plays, oh, shoot, what is that? Um, let me look it up really quick because I should have had this out in my notes and I didn't. But he says that uh, when he played this scene, it was like a negative, like dark spirit came off of him when he did it because he played like where he got raped. And, uh, it, it, it's on a, it's a Vlad TV interview if you guys think I'm being dramatic I'm not and he talks about after he did that scene he plays on Snowfall as well he plays as the crazy dude I can't think of his name right now uh, he also played in the wood um, his name is DeAndre I'm coming guys I don't, Scully his name is Scully and uh, the one who plays Scully if I'm my um people who are on snowfall already if you just now catching on hold on one second i'm sorry guys i just but uh deandre bonds he played in locked up where he kept getting raped in jail and that movie bothered me too and it's just sad because that really does happen you know and you think about all the, the young boys who just go in there and this was this is what really happens to them even i remember and this was big in South Central, even when Ray J got into it with uh, Fabulous. And he kept saying, I'm going to get the booty, booty goons on you. Like, they really have a thing to where they'll try to chastise, chastise a younger boy. And they, they talk call that like making them their bitch. You know, it, it's, it's just really sad. And it bothered me, like I said. Um but yeah, even if, even if you pay attention to the movie Baby Boy, and when when um Big Man, you know, oh boy, his the the mama boyfriend when he him Jody up and he was like, if we was in jail, I'd make you get on your knees, and that's what they was doing, you know. And it's just sad. Sorry, I got off topic, but like I said, that scene really bothered me. Granted, Lenny had, he deserved to have his ass whooped, you know, but at the same time, no. Mm -mm. So let's move along. <laughs> we see Teddy. Him and Julia, we see that they have a past. They kind of open up about their past and show us, the, you know, to deal with them. They were stationed together and they end up having like this long dramatic affair. And then they got separated and he got uh, pulled out there from whatever happened. And she pleads with him, you know, not to do this. And, you know, Teddy, he's going to do it. He has like a little moment with his son. He goes in a room and it's very awkward. You could tell he's not really in his son's life. Like you, you could tell it's just a very awkward relationship. Like he's one of those guys who probably don't even know how to be a dad. And 
whatever. You know, it seemed like they just had a dramatic affair and she got pregnant and then they got split up. So it's a lot of weirdness going on with their relationship. And it seems like she's more plays the mother and father role. And he granted, he's stationed out there, but he didn't even have like that love and affection for not seeing his son that long. Like Teddy is just very awkward. He's one of those awkward guys. So we go back to Lenny's house and we see Clavel disgusting ass coming out of the room and now he knows where the money is at. So I'm thinking in the room, Lenny probably couldn't take it anymore. He told him exactly where the money is at. Um, Clavel goes straight to the money and grabs it and walks out the house smiling. And Franklin is like, hold on, bro. What you doing? That's mine. And he just walks out of there. You know, and we see Franklin peep in at Lenny and they kind of look at each other and you can see that he's crying, embarrassed, you know, just all type of things. You know, I could be using the wrong word. So I'm just going to say he's just just going through it, you know, and you see his pants is down. So they let you know what happened to him. It's just a really fucked up scene. Um, And you can tell Franklin is messed up off of this, too. And. He's really messed up now because he knows that Ivy is probably going to kill him if, because now he didn't lost the money. So we go and we see Teddy. He goes back to the warehouse and told y'all not to trust Alejandro ass. Alejandro is gone. Guns and all serial numbers still on him. And he is in the battlefield, honey. So we get to go Steve. <laughs> I said Gustavo, Gustavo, Lucia and Pedro. And they're supposed to be on a stakeout. Pedro in the car sleep. I'm telling you, <laughs> Pedro act like he's five years old, baby. He in the car, he knocked out. And Gustavo and Lucia, you know, while they start bonding, they end up seeing a guy, he walks up. So um, to end their story, Lucia kind of, she sees the man goes in a house. She comes up with a plan like I'll go in first and then, you know, you guys come up. So they have their plan and that's basically their the rest of their ending for the show. But then we see Franklin. He goes straight to Jerome's house. He tells Jerome what happened. Jerome, when Louis walks out, he looks at her like he wants to kill her because like I said before, Franklin was under Jerome's hand. He had him at arm's length. You sell your little weed. I can watch you. I got you. Now he's in a whole nother game. Jerome is unable to protect him. Jerome did not want to mess with this. And he looks at Louis and he is pissed. And Louis ends up giving Franklin a gun. And, you know, Jerome still has that respect for his sister as well. And he lets him know, like, if you take this gun up out of here, you better be able to use it, little nigga. And then if something happened and you, you don't come back, I won't be the one to tell your mama that I gave you this gun. And, you know, he kind of get up. Jerome is really disappointed. And I'm going to keep mentioning Jerome did not want to be in this game in the first place. <laughs> I'll keep mentioning that. Once we get to the end, I'll break down why I keep mentioning that. Um, so the last thing... Franklin goes home. He kind of sneaks in the house. You see, he changes his clothes, uh, you know, gets his stuff all together, hides the gun, everything. He goes in Sissy's room and she has, she's in there laughing, watching TV, and she has no idea where her son has been into, what he's gotten into, what he's been through this, that day. And you know, she sees his face and he's like, no, I'm not. I, I did this at work. It's all good. 
And, you know, he just lays on her like, you know, sometimes we go through something, you just need that mother's touch, you know, and we can see how much she loves her son. And we can see also how much Franklin is still a kid at heart. He is still a baby, you know, and that's the end of it. So it was a strong episode. A lot of emotions flew in for me. <laughs> um, earlier, I was on a treadmill, so I watched half of episode four. So I'm going to watch the rest of the half, take my little notes, and I will be back tomorrow. And that'll be episode 49. Episode 50, I want to do just like a fun, special episode. So I have two ideas. I don't know which one I'm going to do, but I do want to do both of them. But I don't know what I'm going to do for episode 50. Like, it's too special, just fun episodes. It has nothing to do with TV shows. Just just to sp- switch it up a little bit. So it's either two ideas. I don't want to say right now, but I'll um, we'll do it for episode 50. And whatever idea I go with that day, we'll still do the second one because I think it's fun to talk about that as well. Um, other than that, as soon as we're done with ep- season one, we're going to cover that documentary crack. And then, you know, we're going to keep doing Raising Canaan and the BMF series that drops the end of September. So we're going to add that to the show, too. So on that note, you guys, I hope you have a beautiful night. I hope you enjoyed the episode tonight. Don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for everything. Um, also for Spotify, Shanice Loves. I got a whole bunch of dope playlists. I even made another playlist today elevator music of the 90s (laughs) so it's your girl Shanice and on that note I'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice